And Ostwelli lines up as a right wing next to McGlinchey. They're going to boot the quarterback left. Here he goes, deep downfield. Trent Sherfield's got it! Treyerio! So his first throw's incomplete on a drop. The second one's a house call. This is BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook with the Joes, Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio from BetQL. Trey Lance fever out in San Francisco. Welcome back. This is BetQL Daily, BetQL Network, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe Giglio, Cody Decker in this week for Joe. Oh, we got to talk some uh, overreactions here, Cody, because that's what that's what we do, right? We watch the preseason. We kind of catch a mm-hmm. highlight here or there. We watch maybe half the game, and we totally overreact. So I, I know you have a thought on Trevor Lawrence. I want to get to that in a second. Let me throw my first one at you. We just we played the highlight there, so we'll start with Trey Lance. My first thought after watching this weekend, you know, you look at the player, what he could do, right? His potential, his talent, who he's with, the team he's on. There's no doubt in my mind the best quarterback from the 2021 draft class is going to be Trey Lance. He's got the tools. He's really good. And he's got Kyle Shanahan. You watch that play when he rolled out. He made time. That guy's wide open. Like, Kyle Shanahan is one with every quarterback he's ever had. He's one with Garoppolo. He's one with Matt Ryan. He's one with RG3. Trey Lance is going to be the best quarterback in this class, not only because he's good, uh, Cody, but because he has Kyle Shanahan. Did you did you hear that just now? That was that was the heads of everyone in Chicago, their collective heads exploding to what you just said out loud. Really? You think he's going to be the guy over, honestly, over Fields? Like, I just said that Fields, I think, is not going to start the season at the quarterback position, but... I really do like Fields. I really like what he brings to the table. And as much as Lance, I like he's got the arm. He could go deep in the field. And he's already showing in a week one of preseason. I like the dual threat more of, say, Fields than than Lance. Because just that seems where NFL and, quite frankly, the quarterback position has been going for the last decade. Look around the league. The very best quarterbacks in the league, they're a dual threat. They beat you with your arm. They beat you with their legs. I don't see that with Lance going forward. However, you are right. He's got Shanahan. He's got a great offensive mind. He's got targets to throw to. At the end of the day, though, I like Fields just a bit more. Well, man, if if it ends up being Fields, not only is this show going to be insufferable, but oh. a lot of teams in the NFL, I mean, Cody, a lot of teams in the NFL will have egg on their face. If Justin Fields ends up, even if he's the third best quarterback, right? Even if you say it's, it's Lawrence, Lance, Fields, like whatever. Because if he's better than two or three of the guys taken ahead of him, there are a lot of teams out there that are going to look ridiculous. And there's teams, Cody, that did not take a quarterback. Forget passing on fields for Lance or, or Zach Wilson with the Jets. Like, think about the Denver Broncos. I know Patrick Sertain had the uh, interception return for a touchdown this weekend. They don't have a quarterback. The Eagles decided to give Jalen Hurts a year to prove himself. They could have taken a quarterback. They chose not to. The Giants actually traded the pick that became Justin Fields. They're going with Daniel Jones for a third year. I think Daniel Jones is just a guy. I don't think he's very good. Like they passed on Justin Fields. If you're right, if this, if if the if the love of Justin Fields in this show translates to the field and he's a star quarterback, there's like five or six teams in the NFL are going to be like, man, we made a mistake. Let's really let's also pump the brakes though. I I am not on the I'm not on the Fields bandwagon the way the rest of Chicago is. There people are tattooing Justin Fields into their 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 sides of their heads right now. I'm not that far along. I just think he's a little better than Lance. I that's all. I think they made a great pick. And yes, I do think there's gonna be a lot of teams with a lot of egg on their face after this. Do I think it's gonna be a situation where Bears fans will never let the names Mahomes? 
Mahomes uh, not ring in the ears of the Bears front office? No, I don't think it's going to be that. But I do think there's going to be a lot of teams that are going to be kicking themselves by the end of possibly even this season. Yeah, I think it'll happen early. Uh, so, Cody, give me your, your thought on Trevor Lawrence because you said, you said something in the first segment that I want to hit on here, and then we'll go through some of the games this weekend and kind of overreact, especially some coaching stuff that we saw. Your thoughts on Trevor Lawrence. Look, he's going to start from day one. Urban Meyer can say whatever he wants about competition and Gardner Minshew. It's going to be Trevor Lawrence. It's his franchise now. Are you sold on the the guy that's, what, what's he, the prodigal son, the best prospect since Andrew Luck or whatever the heck we heard? People love Trevor Lawrence. Do you? Absolutely not. I do not get it. Yes, in college, he's a dynamic quarterback, but all I feel from Trevor Lawrence is Johnny Menzel vibes. That's all I get out of this guy. And hear me out when I say this. Do I think he's better than Johnny Menzel? Absolutely. He's a better quarterback than Johnny Menzel. He's got more talent. I do think that he's going to get hurt. I'm really worried. You mentioned his height and his size. I feel like one serious tackle is going to be brittle and go down, and I don't want to see that either. I feel like this Urban Meyer experiment down in Jacksonville, it's giving me it's giving me Pete Carroll Jets vibes is what it's giving me. I do not see this as being the – I see this as being a catastrophe, quite frankly. I do not see Jacksonville doing anything these next couple of years. You give Urban Meyer anything you want, I don't care. It's not going to matter. Let me give you a couple thoughts that I had. and It kind of goes with what you're saying. Um, so I have a couple vibes on Lawrence Urban Meyer, too. The, the vibe I get from Urban Meyer, it's actually more Chip Kelly Eagles, where I could see it working – early and then just the whole thing falling apart it will not be a five-year thing maybe a three-year thing but as far as trevor lawrence goes and again philadelphia eagles always on my mind you know who lawrence reminds me of physically and the way he plays the game he reminds me of carson wentz now before before it comes off as a bad thing carson wentz pre-injury right he was really good carson wentz pre-injury looked like he was going to be the mvp of the league he was never the same after that injury and that's like the way he moves throws wentz was kind of skinny coming out tall and skinny I see a lot of young Carson Wentz in Trevor Lawrence. Now, hopefully he stays healthy and he has a better career than Wentz has gone on to have. But yeah, like I'm not sold that Lawrence is the next, like I, I don't, I'm not sure in five years from now, if he's going to be in the same stratosphere as, as the top five quarterbacks. I think he's going to be an NFL starter for a long time. He's Trevor yeah. Lawrence, but I don't, I, I'm not guaranteeing he's top five quarterback ever. I just feel like every time we have a high round draft pick that we're touting to be the next guy forever, they always last three to four years. We were saying something similar about Danny Dimes two years ago after two starts in New York. And now we're sitting here saying, oh, my God, they're going with Danny Dimes for year three. He's a body. And I feel like that's what we're going to be at in three years with Trevor Lawrence and the exact same thing. Only we're going to be talking only the expectation for Trevor Lawrence was just so off the charts that I don't think he's ever going to get close to reaching him. Yeah, I mean, reaching what people thought of him, that, that's almost impossible. Let's go through some of the uh, NFL issues over the weekend, overreaction or not. Are there? And we're going to have Mike Lombardi on later in the show, our Odyssey mm -hmm. NFL insider. I saw him ripping Dan Campbell and the Lions for clock management the game Friday night. Now, look, it's preseason, right? The outcome doesn't really matter to anyone unless you have, unless you have some money on it. And the Lions, they were going to cover that line. They were going to cover and win. And then what happened at the end, they get the field goal and the, the conversion and the, and the game changed. But – the Lions clock management at the end. Dan Campbell, I don't know if you've been following Cody. We have gone, we have loved some of these sound bites the last couple of weeks on this show. With you know, what first of all, was biting the kneecaps off when he first got the job, and then he's talking the, the the coffee order he has. Like he is hilarious. The question is, can he coach? I don't have any question he can motivate, but that was not a good first showing. Like clock management, if you struggle with that, like I don't see any reason why he's not gonna struggle now in a few weeks. It seems like he's got a lot to learn. Yeah, but also this with the Annie Lynn combo, I was expecting this to be kind of a 
right out the gate, and I know this is ridiculous if you're a Chargers fan, but we can't pretend that Anthony Lynn isn't a good offensive coordinator. He knows what he's doing. He's got a decent oh. offensive mind. He's a oh. decent one. Is, is he the best head coach in the world? No, but come on. He's a decent offensive coordinator. However, it didn't look like it this weekend. No, no, they looked out of sorts. And, and you know, yeah. Jared Goff's their quarterback, so it's not, it's not like they're going to have a number one offense in the league this year. They have a lot of holes on offense around Jared Goff, but I just thought it was choppy and kind of all those fears people have about Dan Campbell, they're probably there. The other thing that was interesting this weekend, uh, Denver Broncos, over under eight and a half. They have a good defense. Sertan uh, brought back the interception, turned for the touchdown. The big question with Denver is they have everything but a quarterback. And this weekend, at least, it looked like the Teddy Bridgewater-Drew Locke combination was at least okay, at least decent. I'm skeptical, though, when the real game start, if that will be the case. I am a... I'm not as skeptical. However, I don't like Drew Locke at all. I am a moderate Teddy Bridgewater defender. Now, do I think Teddy Bridgewater is going to help this team win? No, this team's going to be in the cellar of their own division. So quite frankly, it doesn't even matter what Denver does. They don't even need to bring in a young quarterback right now. Not in this dumpster fire. Not in that division. Not with Kansas City and the Chargers looming around. Not to mention my Raiders. I'm just thinking that this is a team that has no shot. So you might as well throw out somebody like a Drew Locke or a Teddy Bridgewater. Um, and quite frankly, do you think that Teddy Bridgewater has been a very unlucky quarterback throughout his entire career? I feel like I'm glad he got a landing spot in Denver and has a chance to actually play a season. Well, this is the kind of team he needs to be on, right? One that plays defense yeah. and, and like he, he can't win the game by himself, but can he manage it and keep you in? And I think he can. Look, I want to bring on our, our executive producer, Paul Aspen here, because I saw, I, I need the context behind what I saw over the weekend. So I saw our guy Joe O tweet out something to the effect that a quote from from Paul saying Drew Locke is the truth. Paul, is this uh, is this right? Yeah, that was accurate. I mean, we we were out on Saturday, just to be to be fair to me. But I, <laughs> I saw the Drew Locke stat line pop up, and I'm like, you know, I'm in Chicago, and as you guys have talked about at length, all these Bears fans are going on and on about Justin Fields, and that's great. I hope Justin Fields is legit. I mean, if if Drew Locke goes, what, five for seven for 160 yards and a touchdown, like that's better than the alternative, right? Like, I'm not saying that I, I did tell Joe that he was the truth. That was a little overboard. <laughs> I mean, between him and Teddy, I mean, that's better. If you're going to start somewhere, preseason game number one or not, I'd rather start there. Also, Joe G, couldn't Teddy Bridgewater be like the ultimate Joe G guy? Gonna be like the ultimate Joji average quarterback that just like manages <laughs> that yeah. game with that defense. Yeah, he could. I, and you know what? I actually like Teddy Bridgewater when he came out of school. It's just like since the knee injury, his career has just been like he can't find any footing. Right? He's a backup, and right. then he goes to Carolina. And now he's in Denver. He did. He right. did a great job supplementing over there in in New Orleans, though. That that year got him that deal in North Carolina. That 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 year is honestly is why he's in Denver right now. Yeah, I mean, like, I think he went five and one or something. He was really good for the Saints that mm -hmm. run. I mean, but the truth, like, can we, can we say those words? Teddy Bridgewater is the truth. Oh, I didn't. Well, no, I didn't say that. I said Drew Locke was the oh, truth. Oh, excuse me. Drew, Drew <laughs> Locke. Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater is not. Well, so, what is Teddy Bridgewater then? If Drew Locke is the truth, Teddy Bridgewater is what? The yeah. ultimate average Joe. All the right. ultimate average Joe. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, I gotta, maybe he's in my group then. All right. So, speaking of uh, his former team, the Vikings, how about what's going on over there? Joe O has been hitting for weeks that Mike Zimmer might be the first coach fired. And it's interesting because Kellen Mond this weekend kind of not you know, on the same page as the coach and confused, all the Cousins stuff. And I know, listen, I know last time we worked together, Cody, you ripped me about Kirk Cousins. I have no defense for his plexiglass stuff and whatever the heck he's doing over there. That team, though, it's weird because preseason, usually everyone's on the same page. Everyone is like, you know, optimism in the preseason. 
every time I hear a quote from the Vikings, Mike Zimmer is angry, annoyed. He's he's just like they're in a bad spot before the season even starts. It was like the moment Aaron Rodgers walked into Green Bay, everything in Minnesota melted. It's a yep. disaster. And yeah, I think he's going to be the first coach fired. And real quick, uh, just remind me, who is their quarterback again? Uh, that'd be Kirk Cousins. He sucks! He sucks! He sucks! He's the Six worst! He sucks! Ever, by the way. Just any, Listen, I agree. The Vikings are in trouble. <laughs> this is not going well. Yeah. Also, Kirk Cousins, again, has made $200 million, and I will never let that go. It's going to be everything I bring up anytime we talk about the Vikings until Kirk Cousins is gone. Oh, my God, I hate this team. I can't wait for them to be a dumpster fire. Well, speaking of quickly on a dumpster fire, now, I don't think this team will be a total dumpster fire, but I do think this quarterback is not good, and his name is Tua. So I was watching some of the game on Saturday, right? I was I was tuning to see Justin Fields play. But on the other side, it's Tua. So that's interesting, right? Two young quarterbacks. Let's see what they have, especially because Tua is coming off of a – a, a weird rookie year where they started him, then they pulled him from a lot of games. They got him some help. Obviously, they're they're trying. I feel like the Dolphins, Cody, are one year away from making a big play for a veteran quarterback. Whether that's Deshaun Watson if he's eligible, whether it's Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, I don't know who, someone. But like Tua can change their mind if he's really good because that's easier. Let's just keep the guy we have. He's cheap. He's our quarterback. I don't see it. I know he made some decent passes, but that throw into the end zone where he's picked off. I just don't think he has the arm strength to be a great quarterback in the NFL. He's just, he just strikes me as a guy that was really hyped up because he played at Alabama. I 100% agree with you. And it makes me sad because he's a guy that I actually have been really rooting for. I really want Tua to do well, especially after the hip injury in college, especially after all the controversy, him coming in and, you know, the whole holding him back. Is he even going to play this year? Is he healthy to play that year? Um, I'm excited to see what he can do, but I agree with you. I don't see the lethal tools that is needed to carry a team, an NFL team, all the way to the playoffs. I just don't see it in him, and I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. I think this is a team that needs to make a play for a veteran quarterback. You mentioned Aaron Rodgers. He's the one, that first name that came to mind. Yeah, he'd be perfect. I mean, if they like if the Dolphins have a decent year but but miss out the playoffs, I mean, Rodgers wants that agree, it'd be perfect. Cody, you're but Raiders. is that about also to go really quick before we go move on to the Raiders? Uh, is this a team that will allow that to happen? Is my question because last year, remember, Fitzmagic was playing actually pretty well and they moved him out and put in Tua. It's a great point. I, I keep wondering, like, if Tua struggles, will Brissett come in? Will, will he be the, the Fitzpatrick of this year? Will, will Flores sit down Tua? I think they'll try to win games, like, they care about winning more than development, which I think they should with a quarterback like Tua. Your Raiders played any, uh, any big takeaways? Are they going to surprise? Uh, may- no. Yes, uh, massive takeaway, massive takeaway. We're winning the Super Bowl, baby. Did you see that? Look at that defense. 26 points. What a team. What a team. It's our year in Vegas, baby. It's our year. Oh, God, we're probably going to finish last and win four games. Yeah, their defense is going to be awful. Awful. It's going to be terrible. Yeah, you know, I can't wait to bet the over on Raiders games and win because their defense is going to give up a lot of – I just, like, can you imagine how many points Mahomes and Herbert are going to put up? I know, you know, you, you keep saying to pump the brakes of the Chargers. These teams are going to rock the Raiders. They are. They, they're they they're just better than the Raiders because both those teams' offenses are just so great and the Raiders' defense is made out of graham crackers. It just is. And I feel so bad for, for Carr because the guy has to go out and put up a 50-point game just to compete. It is hard. On the other side, let's talk some baseball here. Future Cy Young MVP will reset everything. And Cody said something about baseball last week as a baseball guy. That blew me away. Frankly, I'm disappointed. BetQL Daily presented by FanDuel Sportsbook on the BetQL Network.